This is the Foxhole Podcast. Give it up for my next guest, who is a returning guest. You'll know him as a Gulf War veteran and research associate at Nova Southeastern University's Gulf War Illness Clinical Trials and Interventions Consortium, the Tick. He's a retired Army Sergeant First Class. You heard me right, First Class, because he's a First Class individual. Welcome back to the Foxhole Podcast, Jimmy Orocho. This episode, we're going to talk about mental wellness. Struggle on, my friends. Very good. So let's Very transition uh, now onto like onto mental mental health and mental wellness, and it, it, some something I might call like mind, um, but it's mental health, right? Um, yeah. And that that takes a lot of it takes on a lot of things, a lot of avenues you could pursue there. But I might. I'm just curious to hear from you, like what you're doing and what you've seen work for people. And then I'll, I'm happy to share what I've been doing lately that I've learned from, I'm going to put a plug in for, here for a place called uh, the Boulder Crest Foundation. They run a program called Warrior Path and they've got several, there's one in Arizona and one in Virginia, but they've got several mobile ones. And I learned some of these mental wellness techniques from them. And I'll share those with you after we're done talking, but, but please go ahead. Okay. Um, well, mental, mental health, Again, another component in in Gabe's vision that uh, is a, absolutely amazing and extremely important. Um, if at this point, as a Gulf War veteran, um, we should have been exposed to quite a bit of nudging from the system about mental health. Mental health is again is an integral component of life, and it's an integral component of quality of life. So, quality of life is that thread that runs through everything you're going to hear from me and Gabe. Quality of life is extremely important. I mean, you could, I could see Gabe fired up when he said, hey, look, I'm, it's me and my son. We're going to have a, a snow shoveling contest, man. He fired <laughs> up. He lit up. It's like, yeah. And I love that. But think we, that's what the cool thing about military people is we, we got that. Think about that civilian that has never had that. Yeah. At least we have somewhere in our DNA. We could call that back up and go, okay, okay, I can compete. And it doesn't have to be crazy. Just set the timers, set the... The intensity levels, get the Fitbits. I use the Fitbits, yeah. But that's that's my gauge, my Fitbit, the steps, all that. But Very good. Mental health, mental health, uh, at first became an antagonist in in my Gulf War illness trajectory because early on, you'll remember that Gulf War illness was called Gulf War syndrome, yeah. and Gulf War Gulf War syndrome is a mental health modality, and it was treated that way by the Veterans Administration. Um, it was extremely frustrating. And if you're resonating with this, don't run. <laughs> don't run because I can share with you that it made me very, very depressed to be treated as I had, as if I had a mental health problem. I was literally told by that same PAC team that I'm suggesting you go to, that same team said, Jimmy, that's in your head. That's in your head. And we're going to help you get over it. And I just, I, 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 I did the poker face and I, I went home and I would just be upset and let down and sad about that. But I, 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 I hung with it and this is why I hung with it because they said it's all in your head and isn't everything in our head. Right. I mean, what, right. Whether my our brain's controlling is, all of these things. <laughs> all of these so, things. so technically, We're, yes, it is in my head. 
technically, yes. So I just kind of like leaned into it. I said, okay, well, I don't think that that's my issue, but I'm going to lean into it. And, and I tell you how I leaned into it. I leaned into it by following what the VA recommended. And it started out with CBT, which is cognitive behavior therapy in group. Mm -hmm. So there were other Gulf War veterans. There were other Vietnam veterans. There were other in-betweens in there. Then acceptance commitment therapy, ACT. And I've even had a PET, which is prolonged exposure therapy, all done in the group. And I, I, I can't begin to tell you, Gabe, it's, it, it, by committing to that, it was so, so powerful, um, especially it, it, just the part with just being with other veterans was really cool because right. I'm sitting here listening to the guy across from me. He's a school teacher, you know, in his civilian life. But this guy was he was in the core, you know, humping humping deserts back in the day, you know, and we had that string between us. But yet he's dealing with this evil thing that is challenging his mental health. Right. But we all you come together just like in the military, you come together in these VA groups and you and you and you and you start resonating with it and then you come home and it's your loved ones see it right off the bat your wife your girlfriend your family they'll go hey you know something's changed you know you become like in cognitive behavior therapy <clears throat> excuse me you do mindfulness and you start mindfulness is these drills where you know you put a kisses chocolate in your mouth and you taste the chocolate and the the texture of it and you don't bite it three times and swallow it. You know, it's, you know, you go through this mind mindfulness stage and it starts with foods, but it goes to other things about, Hey, do you know, did you hear what she said? And what did she mean by what, but why she said, and it just starts opening you up as a, as, as a man or a woman. It just, it's something you got to go back to. It's almost like yoga or walking or anything else you do. It's mental health. And it's just that one more component that is just strengthening the system. You're strengthening, you're strengthening. Remember what me and Gabe resonated with was when you go to that doctor and you're bringing your very best, these are the pieces that make you your very best. So that means that your body and your mind is open to the science. And once it's open and, and available that way, this is, this is how we get quality of life. It, it does feed back and it's just, it, again, the VA may let you down a little bit by suggesting that you do cognitive behavior therapy. And I, and I looked at my brothers next to me, my brothers and sisters, there was this Vietnam era guy next to me. He wasn't having any of this, but after about three or four weeks, <laughs> out of a 12 week thing, after like the third week, the guy just, I don't know, just started talking. It was just, somebody said something and it resonated with him. And he, he was one of the, the most improved out of that group. And we had two, neurologists that were that were running it was a student that was there with us and the doctor that was running um those those modalities and they're at the psychology level these guys are masters and phd level folks give them you know give them the benefit of the doubt i know it can be a little a little frustrating but that mental health component is just another quiver for quality of life that when you start putting all of these if you once you unpackage these and make them part of your life you're now so much more powerful of a person and so much more powerful as a patient. Yeah. That's important. Yeah, it is. I, I heard, uh, when I was at Boulder crest, um, it was explained like it was another veteran there and explained this like, yeah. Hey, this is who you guys are. Right. And if this resonates with someone, this is exactly how I felt. You're wearing, <laughs> we, like, we're walk around wearing a mask all the time. Right. Oh. We've, we've got our hat down. We've got our sunglasses on. We've got our, oh. like, you know, I'm a veteran, you know, 
I, I'm a no, you know, I got PTSD, so don't come near me. We're basically telling the world, don't right. come, don't come and talk to me because you can't understand me as yeah. a veteran, right? I've got PTSD, right. I've got illnesses, I've got whatever this is, and right. when we do that, we just sort of putting ourselves in this shell of, you know, we're we're not interacting with the world, and we don't want the world to interact with us. And why that resonated with me is because the very next thing I heard or around the same time that we were talking was this idea of hero. I said, like, as veterans, you are heroes, right? And I, and I first heard that, I thought, well, what? this doesn't even make any sense. I'm a hero. But here's kind of the definition, and I had to write it down so I could remember it. A hero is, okay. an, is an ordinary person who survives an extraordinary event, right, and returns home to share the importance of life with those people who didn't experience Very that, powerful. right? I love that. Very, very powerful. So every one of us having experienced desert storm, desert shield, or having experienced this life altering disease. Now we're return. We've returned home and it's our duty. It's part of our service to be able to share that with everyone else. Either we share the experience of what it's like. We share the experience of what it was like to serve, what it was like to be a part of something greater than ourselves. Whether, you know, we help somebody out, we helped another country out. But if we have the mask, you know, and I was the guy, I was a guy wearing the mask. Believe me, I wore it all the time. I have my, I still have my hat on, but you know, I would, would, my wife would invite me to a party. I'd wear my hat, have my shades, have my veteran (laughs) shirt on, or, you know, and people just like, talk to that guy. He looks pissed off. Yeah, I'll talk to him. I have my resting bitch face on, (laughs) you know, you know, uh, and when I did that, I didn't have the opportunity to share the importance of life of really share the important. And I mean that the importance of life. Yeah. And we can talk about our quality of life now, and that's not yeah. what it maybe what it would have been if we didn't deploy. But sure. I but I think there's a lot to a lot to be said for with what we experienced with enjoying what we have now and telling others that they should enjoy what they have now and enjoy their health while they have it, enjoy their families yep. while they have it. Yep. There's something to be said about that. And if so if we so so to pivot on maybe the opposite side of that, right? And the pivot yeah. the pivot is like the PTSD side. Yeah. Like what I just described is really doable with PTSD, right? You can do those things. If you start to think of your, 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 your service as a service, a continued service and your experience as something, some way to give back. But if, if you want to be miserable, here's, here's the recipe for being miserable with PTSD. (laughs) Think of yourself as a victim. First thing you do is like, Oh, I'm a victim, right? Uh, this happened to me. Right. I've got this PTSD. I went into combat. Um, engage in counterfactual blaming, right? Like, well, you know, you don't really have all the facts or the facts aren't, you know, you're just kind of putting the blame back on somewhere else. You can, we, I mean, I was that guy. I'm not saying anything that's out of ordinary. I was the guy that was blaming Gulf War illness on everybody. I researched it to sure. the nth degree to find out what happened, <laughs> who was responsible. Yeah. But that right. was that that blaming wasn't getting me to better mental health. It was making it worse. Making it worse. It was really yeah. making it worse. Um, I could I could ask questions like why me without ever coming to any resolution. So I'm just asking the question without trying to fix the problem, right? Fix the fix right. the challenge. And I was in interesting. I was in you know, I was engaging in behaviors that probably weren't the most healthy behaviors for me, right? So that's sure. That's the sure. so if you're doing those things, just recognize that you're doing those things. 
right? But right. also recognize that you're you're a hero. And to get that hero status, you just got to share your experiences with someone yes. else the, about the importance of life, right? I mean, yes. I don't know. I, I pretty much have come to the realization that I, I will probably die before other people my same age, right? Because of my illnesses. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Maybe. That's debatable, right? But, <laughs> but it, whether I do or I don't. It doesn't hurt me one bit to live everything that I have to its fullest degree, one hundred percent of the time. It just doesn't. It go. doesn't hurt, right? So, um, so that uh, when I think of mental health, I try to put that as my foundation, right? That I, that I I need to live this hero status. I need to take all these experiences, my service, what I did, raising my hand, and then I have an obligation to my family, my friends, my community. Yeah to come back to tell them how important life is. Sure. It's fragile, but sure. it's important and it's worth living. It's, important. it's worth it's living. Worthwhile. Yes. Um, and Rock solid brother. Rock yeah. solid. So here's a couple things that I do for that. I intentional. This isn't something that happens by accident. This is my mental health plan. Oh, okay. <laughs> my day to day mental health plan besides rucking, right? Uh, some sort of exercise. <laughs> yeah. What's non-negotiable. And I learned this at Boulder Crest as well. I meditate okay. twice a day for 20 minutes. I uh, get up, I make coffee, yeah. and I come down into my basement, and I meditate for 20 minutes. As soon as I'm done with that meditation, I read a quote. I've got a book of quotes of like, you know, growth quotes, like winning quotes, those sorts of things. I read it, and then I journal about what I just read. So my journal cons- cons- contains a couple of things. It, it starts off with gratitude. So one thing that I'm grateful for for the day. I'll start my day off with that. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for being able to see the sunrise. I'm grateful for having friends and being able to produce a podcast and meet incredible people like you, Jimmy. Like those are the kinds of things I write down in my journal. That my gratitude statement and then I write down my win for the day at the when when I'm done at the end of the day, when I do my 20 minutes at the end of the day, I write down my win. What did what's important to me right now? What's important now? Win. Right. And then I actually write down what my victory was for the day. What was my victory oh, wow. in this day? Wow. Um, and then I just close out with life. Like what, what things were going on in my life, right? One of the, one of the tre- best treasures I have in my life is a journal that uh, a family member had given me from my grandfather from 1967. And every once in a while I open that up and I, I know my grandfather in ways that I never knew him. Because he kept this journal, right? Because he kept a journal. Yeah. So, so not only is this good for my mental health, right? But this is also a legacy that I think I'm going to leave. Hopefully, my kids will take this and they'll pass it on to their grandkids. And some grandkids that may not know me in the in this capacity, they know me as a grandfather, will get to see what I what I what I read in a quote every day, what I was grateful for every day, what what my wins were for the day, what what was important to me that day. and they see that. So that, and that's an, so I, I starts with something I'm, I'm accomplishing, kind of like making my bed. I'm doing my meditation. It ends with something I'm yes. accomplishing and I'm kind of rounding yes. out my day. But those meditations are non-negotiable. I, and right. that, that's, that was hard to kind of start that process. Like, sorry, can't negotiate on this. I've been on vacation. I just let everyone know, hey, I'm going in there right now for 20 minutes. It's going to go fast. Just know I'm meditating. Yes. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> oh, and by the way, if you want to join me, come on in. 
nice. You know, we'll walk nice. through the meditation. So those are kind Very of nice. for me. That's my. I have the physical plan. I actually keep track of it, and with my with my with my tracker app, whether it's Strava yeah. or or Garmin, I use a Garmin. Um, okay. And then that's my mental health plan that I have something there, right? But I also interweave exercise and mental health together right i might take some time um, if i'm out hiking if i'm on a long hike i might i might meditate somewhere along that uh, along that hike somewhere right that'll be my afternoon meditation um, there you go. but those are non-negotiable things and like this again we're talking about a plan here right yeah <laughs> for yeah, all of us plan. we can't let yeah. life just happen to us we have to right. happen to life we that's have right. to happen to life. So that, anyways, that's my yeah. approach. Did you have anything else you wanted to add about about the mental health side? Man, that's just, dude, man, that's just so motivational. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know what to say. Well, man. listen, I didn't. I'm not like again. I'm not the expert. I, these are things I picked up from other people, and I definitely it's picked some of these things up from Bouldercrest, um, Bouldercrest Foundation. So yeah. if, if anyone's interested in that place, please. PM me privately, but I know there's, I saw in one of the Gulf War forums on Facebook, there was another guy, another Gulf War veteran who went to one of their, to one of their uh, deals. And I can't recommend it enough, but you know what they did really well, Jimmy, was they took the things that I've been learning for 30 years and they had a way of packaging them together to make it really useful. And here's the other benefit. And I'll add this to the mental health plan too. I didn't say this, but this is something I do. They recommend three, they call it the three to five. Find three to five three to people, five. three to five people in yeah. your life that you can yeah. sync with on a regular basis that help, oh, wow. help you carry on, keep you accountable. You know, you can talk to about your struggle. You can talk to about your wins. Um, and so I, it, once a week for one hour, I get together with the guys that were there with me, right? It's a, it's like a, okay. my, new, my new fire team. <laughs> so I get together with those dudes and we, and I hear, and it's, it's interesting cause it's generations, right? There's Gulf War veterans. There's guys that are like 20 years old that just went, you know, they did a deployment and they just, maybe they're just getting out. Um, yeah. but the struggle yeah. is relatively the same, right? The, the struggle is, is the same. And it's all about struggling well, right? This post-traumatic growth, not post-traumatic yes. disorder right. that, that we're going to grow from. Oh trauma, post-traumatic yeah. growth. And that's kind of what we're talking yes. about here. So if you can swing that, you know, and I, and then I have that group and then I have other groups of people who I, who I hold near and dear that I kind of bounce yeah. things off of. You're one of those guys, right? I, I'll, te- I'll text <laughs> you, you off the side and say, Hey Jimmy, what do you think about this? Right. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, and I know so that's that sort of that notion that iron sharpens iron. You have iron to have those, giant. you have to have those guys in your, in your guys and gals yeah. in, your, in your life. Right. Yes. Awesome. I love it. Yeah, uh, you're for, for for the plan, and this is I, I love the underlining of the plan. Plan your work, then work your plan. Yeah, it's, you gotta have a plan. You know, just don't wake up and just throw yourself at life, but have that plan. That's extremely thorough. Your mental your mental health clarity is uh, is on the order of probably the t- the tallest conversations I've had with clinical. Uh, neurologists, they talk about brain plasticity and building plasticity yeah. so that you're stronger. You're actually strengthening your brain to deal with the condition, the Gulf War condition and life and everything. At, when you're operating at that level, you're building plasticity. And it's, that's part of the plan. And that's, it's, 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 it's awakening. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. That is awesome. Last thing I'll, I'll, I'll comment about, I think, mental health that, that I, I want other Gulf War veterans and other veterans in general to have. 
yeah. as, as part of their, their toolbox is I want them to think of their lives as service, right? Like, and how I do that is, I, you know, sometimes this happens in my meditation cycle. Like who, who is depending on me? Who okay. needs me right now? Right. And I've got, okay. I've got family. I've got children. I've also got coworkers. Sure. I've got friends. Okay. I volunteer at some places. And, and so when you start thinking about people, people depending on you, people needing you, yeah. it puts you yeah. in this mind frame of service. Right. And there's really no right. greater, there's really no greater calling in life than to serve. <laughs> That's why we're all here. Yeah. Cause every, we all raised That's our right. hand and yeah. said, I want to go yeah. sign me up. Yeah. I'm going to go do that. Right. Yeah. And just because you're back here now and you're ill, that doesn't mean you can't serve. And, and right. there's, there's just no greater calling than that serve, right, service. And that service can be the hero, right? You're coming back now to share your experiences about the importance of life. That might Love be it. your service. This is the Foxhole Podcast. <laughs>